After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah. Uh, five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing, you can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor plan, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat, y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, welcome in to Five on the Floor Live here on the Five Reasons YouTube channel. I'm Ethan Skolnick. You can follow me at Ethan J. Skolnick on the Five Reasons Sports. Like next to me, if you're watching on the YouTube channel, I've got Greg Sylvander. You can follow me at Greg Sylvander. Above him, got Brady Hawk. Follow me at BradyHawk305, and we've got Alex Salito. You can follow him at Tropical Blanket. Thanks to those of you who are on playback with us tonight. We had some fun there. Uh, as much fun as you could possibly have during a game like this. Uh, we had uh, more than 60 people who were there for most of the game just watching with us. So you can check that out on Saturday night as well as the Heat played Dallas. But, of course, the story today is that they lose to the Knicks, another game they could not afford to lose. And in this one, it was their best players who actually let them down. So we're going to get into that. As we go forward here, we do want to mention one of our sponsors to start. We'll get to the other two later in the show. PrizePix.com. Use code 5, F-I-V-E. Get that initial deposit matched up to $100. Yes, the Heat are disappointing, but there are two South Florida teams in the Final Four. Play them in Prize Picks. You can do that on Saturday. Use the code 5. The props are already on the board for FAU and Miami. Also play MMA, MLS, NHL, MLB coming up. They got the MLB Futures are on there. Of course, opening day coming up here this week. So use the code 5-F-I-V-E. Get the initial deposit matched up to $100. You can find it at pricepix.com, the Google Play Store, the Apple App Store. And again, that money is yours. No rollovers, not illegal, none of that stuff. PrizePix is where you want to go. Use the code 5, get the initial deposit matched up to $100. All right, Miami Heat lose tonight, and they lose to the New York Knicks. And that's it for the 5 seed. We kind of knew that. That wasn't going to happen anyway. Uh, the sixth seed is slipping away. The Nets, as we speak, can somebody give me an update? Because they were down in Houston, but they won or are winning. Is that correct? Yes, they ended up winning 123-114 over the Houston Rockets. So they improved to what I believe now is 41-35, and whereas mm-hmm. the Heat stand at 40-37 and now garbage okay let's let's just let's let's address this this way and i'm, I'm gonna pass this off and i want everybody to be quick tonight uh and let's try to move through a number of subjects if we possibly can okay and we will take some comments 
we appreciate yeah we appreciate our producer Maddie Chang hanging in with us. I'm just gonna say this really simple, and there's really not much more else to say, but I'm gonna let you guys say it and break it down schematically. Not good enough, don't care enough. Not good enough, don't care enough. It's it's just that's really it. That's the story of the season. Like that's the headline. Not good enough, don't care enough. And whether or not not being good enough led to not caring enough. You know, we can talk about that and about the frustrations of the roster not being good enough and not enough help around Jimmy and Bam, et cetera, or Jimmy, Bam, and Tyler, however you want to slice it. The reality is it led to a team that just does not fight back. They don't. They don't have any resolve. We have not seen that resolve. You know, you look at what happened in that Nets game. That was embarrassing, the way that they played in the second half. Uh, they just don't they, – they don't fight. Uh, they, they, don't, they don't fight, okay? The, the only games – that we've seen them fight are the ones that they can somehow get within five in the last five minutes and have Jimmy save them. And tonight, and sometimes Tyler saved them, but tonight Jimmy just was not engaged at all. Okay. The free throw attempts told you everything. I don't know if the neck injury or anything had something to do with it, but you need to get more from your best player in a circumstance like this. Bam, not good enough again tonight. It's just, it's just not enough. I mean, we can talk about the Jimmy Bam build, but sometimes they just need to carry you over the wall, and they did not tonight. And this cannot happen, and I'll go to Greg on this first. It just can't happen when Julius Randle has three points and is out after the first half, uh, and R.J. Barrett did nothing. They let quickly, completely tear them apart. They let Josh Hart get behind them. There were so many backdoor cuts left open, no resistance, no resistance in transition. I'm sorry. They gave up. They gave up on this season, you know, I think a long time ago, but it was in micro, it's been in microcosm over the past. Who did they even lose to the other night? I can't remember. They lost the Nets on Saturday, right? And then, and Toronto on Monday. Yeah. They've not put up any fight since that second, second half against the Nets. No fight at all. Uh, and no fight against Toronto. No fight tonight late. You knew they weren't going to be able to gather themselves. Not good enough, don't care enough. There's a couple things, too. Jimmy and Bam tonight particularly, because Jimmy sat out, and to me, him coming back and playing tonight meant that he sat out strategically to come back and be aggressive. And it didn't appear as if that's necessarily what ended up transpiring because he and Bam combined for less field goal attempts than Tyler Hero and Kevin Love combined. And I don't think that that's ever a trend that we want to continue to see. So it was a weird game from both of your superstars, which this late in the season, you're playing a team that you're directly in like this mix with, right? And this has been the, the story over and over again that they don't show up. Yo, they got killed on the glass. 47-35? is what the final was. It's just an effort thing. It's uh, a situation where you have a team that looks dejected. They look like they don't want to be around each other. Um, everybody looks like they just need a break. And this is when people are supposed to be ramping up for playoff runs. This looks like a team that's doing the opposite. And it's just unfortunate because the disposition, usually the one thing you can count on is that the level of competition like the way that they're going to compete and the intensity that they bring will always be there. It may be ugly as hell. The offense may suck. There may be a bunch of stuff that goes wrong. They may be super unlucky, but they always play hard and that's not there now. And I think that that's a major red flag that uh, they need, you know, a ton of retooling. 
Just no urgency tonight, Brady. No urgency. Like, I mean, even from Spolstra, like we've talked about the no Bam, no Jimmy minutes, and there we are in a game that they absolutely need. And the fourth quarter is starting with both of them on the bench, and, and you're literally looking for Victor Oladipo to sort of hijack things so that you can stay in the game. It's just, you know, and then, I mean, Love took four threes before anybody else on the team took two. I, to me, he's on. Unpl- I know I'm going to get some comments here again. I just don't think he's playable right now. I don't think Vic is playable right now, but they sort of have to. Like, they don't they, – they've run out of playable options. Like, I almost just kind of want to want to watch Highwood Highsmith because I know he's going to play hard. Like, just, he's going to play hard, right? <laughs> Throw himself around. Like, that's the bar that we're at right now. You, you talked all season about things that have kind of fallen apart. We saw the Bam, Tyler pick and roll a little bit today, but not a lot of it. Defensively, they weren't aggressive enough. How do you get out-rebounded like this by a team that, again, didn't even have Julius Randle? Not that he's an elite rebounder, but, I mean, he's a rebounder. Didn't even have Julius Randle for the second half. It's just it, – it's just it was just – to me, was, this is just a garbage performance from them. I'm sorry. Like, it's, it, it, it just was. Yeah, I feel like it's the same story every game. Like we have the same discussion because we're watching the same game over and over. And I, I always talk about con- like consistency with this team, like in terms of game over game, when it's the fact that they have a big win and then all of a sudden they go to Orlando or they go to Toronto or they just have a follow-up or against the Nets. Uh, and then there's the in-game consistency where it's like they have a stretch in the first half against the Nets where they look unbeatable offensively. And then they go and have six points or something in the third quarter. There's also an inconsistency, though, with their energy which I don't feel like there was a consistency at all with it at any point, but there's like, it, it, they come out and they have like that, they get punched in the mouth, eight, nothing. They come back. And I, I, I honestly thought they would fold after they were down eight, nothing with the way things have been looking as of late. I thought they were going to fold. And I was actually surprised where I was like, okay, they just kind of threw a counter punch back. They just came right back, scored another 14 straight. But then like the energy was just never the same. And, uh, as much as we talk about role players, it's almost the opposite tonight. Like the role players, to some degree, when you talk about Duncan and Gabe, they showed up and their main guys didn't. And the role players are not the guys that are going to carry over the energy. They're not the guys that are going to get you prepared in the garden in a big game where you need to win it. Uh, tie game heading into a fourth quarter where you are literally desperate for wins. Like you put yourselves in a complete hole. You need to take advantage. And their best players did not step up and provide the energy. And that's one of those guys, as much as we talk about Jimmy and the things he's done this season, Jimmy Butler did not step up in that fourth quarter and, and will the energy. Like, I'm not even talking about the, the schematic X's and O's stuff. I'm talking about going out there and, and kind of taking a hold of the team. Where I just felt like he was out there in the fourth quarter coasting again, which shows the energy in the, in the field of this team. So the whole dynamic is, is strange. Uh, I just want to add real quick in terms of the shooting stuff because – I feel like it's weird that the blueprint is turned around that the fact that Alex and we were talking about it. I think it was yesterday, even the fact that they're supposed to early in the season last year would say, we need to get to 43s. And you're like, do you like, when you look at this team, I don't think you do like that. That is not the blueprint <laughs> of this team. They did that tonight. Like they were like, okay, they, what did they get up? I think it was close. It was like 39. If you take away Gabe and Duncan who had big games, I think they shot 18% from three. Like, how do you rely that heavily on three-point shooting when three-point shooting looks like that? So it's it, – it, there's such a reliance on role players. And the, the, they did it, and they, it worked last season because the role players were that good. But they just – I don't feel like they've adjusted away from it. Even the nights where Jimmy or Bam had big nights, they have not adjusted fully away from the, the fact that there's a heavy reliance on role players. So uh, <laughs> this is just a, a same topic over and over, it feels. 
Alex, I'm going to give you the, some numbers here, some shot attempt numbers. You ready? This is this is in a decisive game. This is in a game that was essentially a playoff game. Okay. All right. Gabe Vincent, who was very good tonight, took 11 shots. Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo took 10 apiece. Victor Oladipo took 10 shots, seven three-point attempts, which is seven too many even if he made one. Because the problem is when he makes one, he keeps taking them. Worst thing that can happen is him making a three. Free throw attempts. No one on the team tonight had more than two free throw attempts. And I don't want to hear about bias officiating in New York. They didn't deserve free throws tonight. As you mentioned, Brady, it was all from outside. They had – Cody Zeller had three offensive rebounds. The rest of the team had three combined. Awesome. Uh, and, again, free throw attempts. Jimmy Butler had two. Bam Adebayo had two. Okay. Vic had two. Tyler had two. I mean, Cody Zeller, who missed both, had as many free throw attempts as Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo tonight. And, and here's the other thing, and I just want you to comment on this as we go. I mean, we talk about, okay, you have the game tied, right? You're in the last quarter of the most important game of the season. And we say, well, Jimmy and Bam didn't step up. They didn't step on the court. They weren't on the court to start the fourth quarter in that pivotal situation. And Bam came in, I guess, two and a half minutes later. Jimmy came in his usual five or six minutes later. I just, I don't feel any urgency. Like, I, I don't, I don't and, and it includes the coach this year. It does. And I, I don't. I don't get it. Like, do they all just, I know they don't consciously all want to get to the summer, but it seems like subconsciously they just want to get to the summer. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to say otherwise at this point because they're not showing you the consistent, sustained effort. And it's just obvious to anybody watching, like, because, yeah, they've been inconsistent all season, but that's not even what, where they're at anymore. Like I said, yeah. I talked about this on the last show. Like, it feels like they've been two different teams pre and post All-Star break. And this like post all-star uh, break identity of theirs where they don't play defense for like half the game. It's just awful. Like it's just a terrible blueprint. I think they're eight and 10 now since then. And if you, if you uh, get their, their record before all-star break, it was like four or five games above 500, you know? And and then when you look at their offense versus defense stats from then to now, it's, it's really hard not to think of it as a team with two identities. And I really cannot stand this identity. Not that I loved the one pre all-star break, not that I was going to win a title, but man, like this team, it, they just kind of suck now. And I really didn't feel like that before. Cause now it's just like, I don't even know what they stand on. I don't know what they're about. It's just, it, it's hard to, you know, it, it really feels like a sequel to this Raptors game where it's like the offense is a mess. The defense is a mess. What are we doing here? What are we doing here? Like the, the four combined free throw attempts from Jimmy and Bam, the 20 combined field goal attempts, getting out rebounded by 12. The, the, you know, the Knicks got nine more free throw attempts than you, and you're like supposed to be really, really good at that. And that's one of the things they've been consist with, consistent with other than forcing turnovers. Like all the indicators are there. Like what you mentioned with, with Spo, like you think on a night like tonight when the trend has been fewer and fewer non-Jimmy no, and uh, non-Bam minutes, no, we're going right back to that and we're going to do it when it's, you know, in, in perhaps the most important game of the season, like you said. So, yeah, the, the sense of urgency is not there. I don't see it at all. It doesn't seem like they care too much about being a playing team. They seem like, yeah, you know, just whoever whoever they play against, whoever they have to play against, the sense of urgency is not there. It's just another regular season game, you know, more more minutes management and definitely no no real sense of urgency. 
Greg, we'll get to some more specifics on players after the break and where you go from here and what we're looking at in the play-in situation because I, I have a hard time seeing them dig out of a play-in situation at this point. I can't count on them to win a game. Um, but I, I guess when we look at this season, okay, you've called it, and we'll get into this in more detail over the next couple of days, but you've called it among the most disappointing seasons in Heat history. For, for me, the reason it's disappointing is that certain players on this team built a reputation for effort, for caring, that, that yes. for the culture thing. It, it's one thing for a team that wins a championship, right? The 0506 team, which was yeah. a fluky title that Dwayne led them to because he was, as people are going to be reminded when he goes into the Hall of Fame in a few months, he was the best player in the world for a two-month period and carried their asses to the finish line. But those were old, crotchety guys, okay, who just were mercenaries looking for that one ring. And once they got it, they were done. But they'd accomplished it, right? Like mm -hmm. Gary Payton, I always tell this story. Like Mike Wallace and, and George Sonato and I were in Chicago. And the next year after they win the title, GP's coming through the tunnel. And he, there was some kind of issue. It wasn't the him thing with him and Wade during the championship run. It was the year after. And he's just saying, I got my rings. He's like, I don't give a bleep. You know, I got my rings. That team was entitled to act like that. We expected them to act like that. Like once they won a yeah. title, Peyton, Antoine Walker, James Posey. This team, like these, these are Jimmy Butler is a self-made player. Bam Adebayo is a self-made player. Tyler Hero mm -hmm. has exceeded all expectations. The the guys that they have for undrafted free agents have exceeded every expectation that's ever been set for them. And you would have just thought that they would come back from, and I think the organization thought this wrongly, and this is something that when Riley finally speaks, I hope he addresses this, yeah. they, the, or, the organization came back thinking they would come back hungrier. They came back full. They came back full. And to that point, I keep saying, like, they came back and they looked around and they said, whoa, we didn't add anybody. And so I think that like the precedent was set, the tone was set from jump when they came back as a team that's that close, that's that good, that's that connected, all those things firing on all cylinders, uh, a locker room glue guys out the door. And so I'm cycling back all the way to the offseason because I think ultimately that set the tone for this entire season to be stale, stagnant, and now has turned to just basically be like get it over with that's the vibe that you see that it feels like from everyone and um and it's just for for me it's because of the fact that they were that close and to me that's the moment that you go all in that it makes it that disappointing there's been a lot of disappointing moments in heat history but rarely do you have a team that was as good as they were last year come back and that disposition that edge be gone I can deal with a lot of stuff being gone, but when that part goes away, the heart and soul part, it's rough. It, it, it's rough because it's so counterintuitive to what we expect from players in this organization. And it makes you rethink the whole thing. And it, it makes you rethink kind of, okay, if they can't maximize their players, then they're going to have to spend because – Part of the, the reasons that they've gotten away with the not spending is because, well, we can make something out of nothing with a lot of these guys and hold their rights for two, three years until we got to make a decision on them. But if, you, if you're not maximizing and they are not maximizing this year, like it's just crazy. And I want to get to the sponsors here and we'll get to some more specifics. <clears throat> Again, 
They're going to have three guys finish with 20 points or more on average this season, and they're going to be the worst offensive team in the league. I mean, they have been so much less than the sum of their parts the entire year, and we are now with five games left. And as Alex said, and I think he hit this right, they're just bad right now. Like, this isn't like, okay, they can tweak this, and they can make this rotation change, or, and everything. They're just, they're not a good basketball team. Like, once you get 77 games into the season, and your net rating is almost minus two at this stage, and it's like 24th in the league, they went the opposite good. direction. <laughs> right. You, you're, just, you're just not good. And we can't sunshine pump that anymore. And it can't be, again, wait for this thing to happen. Okay, wait for the trade deadline. Wait for the buyout market. The buyout market made them worse. Kevin Love has not helped. And I'm sorry, anybody can write, can, can write a screed here on YouTube. I, I never want to do another buyout stream again, okay? Because I had Mike Bibby PTSD, and the Kevin Love experience has brought all of it back, okay? When guys are done particularly an organization that they've been with for eight or nine years that finally gets good and decides we don't want this guy here anymore. Okay. Or at least we're not going to give him playing time. I, it's just, <laughs> we're not going to give him playing time. So he's going to ask to leave. And then the heat again, whether they made a promise or they didn't, you plug him back into the starting lot, you plug him in the starting lineup and you're just getting nothing out of that. Okay. At all, except miss threes. And you know, you have to change your defense. It's just not good. All right, I do want to mention a couple sponsors here. We thank our producer, Maddie Chang, as always. I want to mention Lynette. She was with us on the stream tonight. She's a trooper. Uh, she puts in the work on your life insurance, your car insurance, all other kinds of insurance that she does here following the heat. Trust me, 954-581-8800. She's one of you, okay? Aggressive insurance uh, agency. You can find her at insurancebylynette.com. And there's the phone number, 954-581-8800. If you have a bad driving record, she will certainly help you. The Heat have a bad driving record this season. They can't finish at the rim. Uh, ODM Performance Solutions. We mention this one all the all the time. You can find them at odmpsi.com. Odmpsi.com. If you are uh, if you run a business and you're looking for high level employees, they can connect you with them. But also, it works the other way. We've been telling you about that lately. You want to get hired uh, as an executive. Uh, they have connections with with banks all over the country, supermarkets all over the country. But, of course, based here in South Florida and in Pembroke Pines. So uh, they'll work with you whether you're in Dade, Broward, Palm Beach, odmpsi.com. That's ODM Performance Solutions. Just go to that website I mention all the time and just fill it out, and they will get back to you, uh, George, Josh, and their entire crew there. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And they'll be with us at our watch party. God, if the Heat lose that one. Uh, April 4th, the Tropical Distillers in Miami will be there for Heat and Pistons. All right, a couple specifics I want to get to here. Let's do these quick. Uh, Victor Oladipo, Brady. Just Victor Oladipo, that's it? You're just throwing him out there into the wind? like Just, just open-ended question Victor Ola, there was one there was a there was a there was a three play sequence where he was kind of like keeping them in the game but it's it's like it's just you know it, it's like candy it's original it's eventually gonna rot your teeth like it's just that's kind of how it felt tonight I mean you mentioned it before you're like you just it's scary to watch him knock down one three because you know more are coming but the issue is, I don't even think he needs to make one. Like, he has a mindset to come out there. Even He was 0-4, and he just still is taking them. And I know this motto I bring up, I always say, like, you're open for a reason. Like, that is the complete <laughs> thing here. Like, you are open for a reason. And it just continually, it's, I used it on, I, I said it on Twitter earlier. I was like, it's deflating. Like, it is deflating that possession after possession, your one open look is the look that the defense wants you to take. And you were not even almost trying to like make a play out of it. You were just giving them what they want. Like make if there's it sound that like much... it's Russ Westbrook, you know. I mean, normally taking the shot that the defense gives you is a good thing, but Victor <laughs> <laughs> Oladipo. But it's funny. It's also funny because the Knicks, the way they defend like schematically, is they they like send extra help to the strong side action. So like you have to like hit weak side shots. You have to hit your your skip passes and hit open shots. This team can't do that. Like schematically like the Knicks are winning defensively with the way they play defense but the way Miami does things they're leaving Victor Oladipo open and it's like if you're that open you have space to attack so like you're one thing you can provide is rim pressure paint touches something to that extent and it was like that stretch that you mentioned Ethan he was doing that a little bit like he had some wild three yeah. that went in that we shouldn't even <laughs> acknowledge but the fact that he was getting to the rim a little bit and just kind of doing that that is what's needed I thought the moments where he was like Swinging to, I thought he did a good job of looking for Duncan. That was one of the few things that Victor Oladipo I thought did well tonight was look for Duncan. He was kind of making the extra swing. He was finding him, and he was kind of getting him open looks. Other than that, there is just there is a worry on a possession to possession basis where you don't know what you're going to get from him. You don't know what shot he's going to take. You don't know who he's going to pass to and turn it over, and it's going to go in the other direction. Like it's there is just such a wide scale when he's on the floor, and I think that's why it's gotten to the point where you when you have a healthy roster. He's not in the rotation because it's just you cannot rely on that offensively and have a, a, like that wide of a scale. And the question becomes, and I know that that's the next guy you're going to go to, but I think that that's the decision that's already been made for Victor Oladipo. And I think there's a decision on another guy, Ethan, that you 
have mentioned a lot that it needs to be made now. Like this isn't something I know we, we could talk about the season's over and this and the play heading into a play in, but if they care at all, they need to make these decisions now. I think they need to change the starting lineup. I don't I don't see a reason why you why you keep going to it and keep it, it doesn't make sense to me. You don't for, kind of change your entire defense for somebody that is not giving you the one thing that you wanted them to provide, which yeah. is shooting. So this is all pointless. And it's not like you gave up a bunch of assets to get this guy. So you're like, we're going to ride this out. You didn't, you gave up nothing. We, we, only thing we yeah. gave up was a bunch of time doing podcasts for podcasts for a week on Kevin Love. That's the only <laughs> thing we gave up. We got so, our best numbers of the year though, Brady. So I'll take it. The, and the last thing I'll say is Ethan, <laughs> I bet on the, fire. Ethan just completely lied because I guarantee you we're doing multiple buyout streams next year. So that was the only thing. I'll I'll put it this way. If we're doing multiple buyout streams, we're probably folding because that means they didn't do anything again in the offseason or the trade deadline. And I'm sorry, I'm not sitting through this again. We can literally – we'll go cover the magic. I'm not going to cover a team that brings this all back. It does nothing. Uh, But, Alex, I'll I'll give you another name. And first thing, I'm with you. Change the starting lineup. Um, I don't care if it's Lowry or Gabe at this point, but Love needs to be out. And I, I would, I would take him out of the rotation entirely. I put Caleb in as a starter. Um, I know some would disagree with me. I'd rather play Zeller than Love. You know what you're getting. He's not going to shoot you out of things. You don't have to change your entire defense for him. That's what I would do. Okay. I, I know some would say Yurt. I just play Zeller. You just know where he's going to be. He's fine. Like he's, he's fine. <laughs> he plugs a hole for you. Love's not giving you anything. Um, I'm going to give you two names tonight, uh, Alex. You give him the story because, I mean, we can't let Tyler – I mean, Tyler had 33 in the last game. Tonight he was 6 of 16. He had 16 points, two rebounds, one assist. I mean, he didn't even have a turnover. The ball didn't seem to even in his hands enough. Uh, one foul. He was a plus six, actually, which was the best on the team. The two of ten uh, from three is the thing that stands out. Yeah, the, the two of t- the two of ten from three, but then also you, four of six from inside. You get, I don't know. He just wasn't. I, I really wanted him to build on the last game. I, I really did because I, I thought that he had gotten to some things in the last game, and you're like, can he do it again in a game that's meaningful? And here we are again saying no, right? Yeah. Like I, I, I'm not putting it all on him, but it's just that you see the flashes, and it's like, okay, Bam and Jimmy are struggling. Can Tyler pick them up in this game? He did not. The other name I did want to give you, because the one guy who did pick him up was freaking Duncan Robinson, made four of six threes. Of course, they, they called three fouls on him real quick, but they also called, uh, what was it, Struce, three fouls on Struce, yeah. which is the reason that Duncan played so much. Three fouls on Struce in three minutes, and it seemed like, like Spo had enough. Uh, g- give me your assessments of Hero, Robinson, and then Robinson, Struce. So, I mean, the Tyler thing, it, I think it really was kind of um, – symptomatic of just a general um, lack of energy, lack of good vibes, whatever you want to call it. I think in general, Tyler was just kind of following along with that pattern. I think everything fell off tonight. Tyler wasn't awful. Wasn't that good though. Um, you know, at least he tried, at least he tried to get some of those shots. Though. <laughs> like, Here's where we are. It's just, that's at kind of where I'm tried. at with it. Like at least he tried, <laughs> he tried to get some shots up. He, he wasn't, I mean, look, man, it's, it's, it's weird because like all season for the most part, Jimmy Bam and Tyler have been the ones kind of hitting their marks, doing their jobs. Other guys are, are the ones not hitting enough shots and it ends up being on the, you know, their, their big three for not doing even more. And to, you know, Tonight, that was definitely not the case. Like, none of their three had a good game for their standards. Like, that is a mm-hmm. big problem, especially, mm-hmm. like, 
you know, in a game where the Knicks lose their second best player early on, it's a game that just matters so much for the standings. But again, they seem to not care that much. It's like, ah, whatever. You know, if we win, we win. If we lose, we lose. That's just kind of, you know, that's that's where I'm at with it with this whole team. You know, and as far as Duncan, it was good to see him doing that. We know he, he th- that doesn't mean he's going to be a part of the rotation now. Which you probably don't see him for like another month or something. But um, it, you're not going to see us in another month. I don't. Yeah, know. No, I, I, I'm not Duncan. Yeah, we're gonna you're, you're gonna see us. We're just not gonna be talking about current Heat basketball no, games. No, yeah. we're not. You're still gonna see us. That's for sure. Yeah. But, um, but as far as Duncan, good to see him making some shots out there. Like I think, you know, might as well. I I don't think they should be above playing Duncan Robinson. Like if, if no somebody way. comes out and says, you know, Duncan should be in the rotation over Love, I can't even say that's crazy. Like I can't. It's not crazy. It's try just, everything. Yeah. Just, just it, try it, it, things now. And I'm usually not one of this type of mind. Like, oh, yeah, play Omer, play Duncan, play Depot, all the guys who aren't currently in the rotation. That'll fix everything. But no, like, the team needs shooting badly, and they get no movement. Like, they can't shift the defense, especially when Jimmy's not trying. Like, at least try something out there with, with Duncan running trying. dribble handoffs. Like, Didn't they used to be a motion offense, Alex? I know. Oh, my God. Like, this is going into the offseason. I don't even care if they, like, bring back a team that's a championship contender, bring back a team with a Miami heated identity. That's yeah. all I want next season. So, all right, so let's close this. What should be the title of this episode? We thanks everybody for joining us. Sorry. We didn't get the comments up. We, we will in future apps, um, but we do want to thank Manny for producing tonight. Uh, what should the title be? Should it be not good enough? Don't care enough. Should it be at least he tried? I feel like that's a good title. Miami heat colon. At least Tyler tried. Should that no, be I like yours better. No, the other like one is better. better. Yeah. Man. Not good enough. Don't care enough. Uh, wh- when do they play again? Do we have to watch this again? Oh, Saturday. Oh, we got to watch it in yeah. person. We got to watch every, Luke and I Kyrie have figure it out. Schedule too, so you'll see plenty of us. Luke oh, and Kyrie okay. are going to figure it out versus the Heat. They will, actually. Right after Miami uh, and FAU advance to the Final Four, to the Final, uh, out of the Go Final Canes. Four. I'll tell you, you watch those two teams play, and I give the Heat some credit for some of this because I do think they changed this into a basketball town in some ways and have inspired better basketball programs, you know, especially in our part of the state. But I watch FAU and Miami play, the Canes play, and I watch the kind of energy they play with and the kind of passion they play with. This Heat team is a dog team right now. They just are, and not in the right way, not the way they talked about it last year. No. They are just, They're just – they just want to take their tails and go home at this point. Like that's basically where they're at. And I haven't gotten too totally to that point. I think you guys can tell I've been trending that way, but it has been a weird vibe since the start of the season, since training camp guys came in with different ambitions and they were all pulling different directions. And it's, it's something that Gabe Vincent said to me, I keep repeating this line, but I just think Gabe spoke it and he was the best player on the floor for the heat tonight. Okay. He had 21. He was, he was good defensively. He said it. He said, it feels like we've all been living in last year. He said the players, the media, the fans, we've all been living in last year. And he said, we all came back and we expected things to be the same or better. And everybody else got better. He actually said that he said, everybody else got better. He verbalized all the things we've talked about. Um, I don't want to live in last year anymore, but I don't want to live in this year either. So they can do whatever they want over the next five games. But, you know, let's get to the summer and start talking about what they're going to do next. That's that's where I'm at. Um, Manny, throw that one one up. We'll close one more time with this comment. This comes in from Jason. Happy this is happening so we don't have to hear we love this team 
We love our team this summer. We may not hear that, but you may hear, well, we didn't have a lot of flexibility. <laughs> so oh, we bring you back most of the same team again. Um, this one comes in uh, from, uh, well, I, I can't read it right now. because uh, Big Rat was Big Rat 310. 310. All right, they also have had that good help for their big three. All three are projected to play 65 games plus this year. That likely will never happen again. It may Something not. to it, consider. It may not. And and to have those three guys all average 20 and to still be a bottom-feeding offense that can't eke out 100 points in a game that you absolutely needed, pace or no pace adjusted. Unbelievable. I, not good enough, don't care enough. At least he tried. Have a good night, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.